0: Yo, what's good? Welcome to CounterCurrents. It's your host, Petey Steele.
1: And your co-host, Elena Torres. And today, you know, Petey and I said, we want to do an episode for us.
0: Yo, local. So,
1: you know, exactly. Local stuff, people that we like. You know, we love having the headliners, but we want to have, you know, one where we know about their journey in comedy. And we get to just, like, fuck around and have a good time. So... Everybody, please welcome two of the funniest people that we know, also good friends of ours, Jamie Benedy and Nicole Welco.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah. It's
1: oh, nice.
3: thanks for thanks for coming <laughs> on, you guys. Oh, I'm really glad I put the computer up a little bit because the dog's on the table and just right now, his butthole would have been like <laughs> perfectly aligned if my computer wasn't on something, yeah. so... I have a feeling we're gonna see the butthole at some point during this, yeah. I guess you're better. Yeah. <laughs> this is Weird. so gross, but our dog insists on being on the kitchen table when we're sitting here trying to work or something. Luckily when we're eating, it's not it doesn't do that. But so the Bullshit.
0: whole I want a plate full of salad tonight.
3: Oh, it disappeared. Why does that happen? I don't know. You see. So him? Nicole left. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
0: dog vanished this is
1: the first family guest like you guys really are you look like a family right now this is our first family guest that we've ever
0: oh thank you yeah indeed it's so um yeah me and nicole had a great car ride to Hanover over last week to do church of satire which you know kind of is competition to arlington but i'll let it slide because it only holds like 15 people. So it's
1: definitely not competition, but Arlington.
3: <laughs>
1: it's in a different state. We're allowed to talk about clubs in different states, right? Competition the
3: With the bar
1: down the street in Hanover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The hot dog place. Yep. I
3: mean, really yeah.
1: Competition. <laughs> How was it? Was it a good show? What'd you guys talk about on the car ride? Let us yeah.
0: We just yeah. gossip on the car ride, right? Yeah. We just talk shit about everybody
3: right let's hear it yeah one thing thing that was really cool that i discovered uh, and you probably know this already but we were talking about comedy and we're talking about bill cosby and petey did like an amazing impression of eddie murphy uh doing his bit about cosby on like raw isn't that what it was on
0: yeah yeah. it
3: was so good he like knew word for word the whole thing uh who else I don't know, any other comedian, any comedian that he would like be talking, he'd like get into there. So it was like, yeah, super entertaining. Thank you so much. Can you do a
2: Bobcat Gold Slate? No,
0: (laughs) he's never been really like a favorite of mine. I don't dislike him, but you know, he does Uh, everyone else's voices. How can you like pick one? You know, if you
3: did his voice, I feel like it would just be upsetting.
2: I just know he has an annoying (laughs) voice. I don't even know his stand up.
3: (laughs) I was going to say, I don't even know who that is.
2: Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Maybe it's I don't do figure.
0: him from like kids shows back in the day, right? Doesn't he like do a lot of like impersonations for like children's programs? And now he's like sixty-five, and he says cancel culture isn't real. Like I don't fuck with
2: people like that.
3: I feel like he yeah. films uh other comedians specials because I've seen him get credit for that.
2: I heard he's a movie oh. director too. Did
3: oh, he
1: yeah. the Comedy Store documentary?
3: Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I like that.
2: He's like an 80s comic that sounds like.
3: Wasn't he in uh,
2: Scrooge? <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. he was in Scrooge.
3: Well, speaking of people yeah. with weird voices, and this isn't related to comedy, but I was listening to Mir um, Sorvino on Mark Marin. You oh, know, okay. Mighty Aphrodite, she has that voice. And then yeah, voice yeah. High school
1: reunion. Yeah, and it's kind of like I don't know. I can't. I can't really imitate it. Yeah, yeah,
3: she doesn't sound like that at all. But uh, she sounds like that. Um, mm. the,
1: whatever. Yeah. You do. I don't know. It's really yeah. hard. It's
3: kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. For yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. High school reunion.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> actually really good. I've never seen you. you an Doing a Totally useless. Yeah. go back to like what the nineties. <laughs> and I did comedy then for all like 10 people that saw Romeo and Michelle's high school what years. do you
1: mean that's a classic I, I like- love that
3: movie yeah. yeah me too it's so good but anyway do you know she went to Harvard and she studied like um like eastern some kind of like she studied all these classes on China and she can speak Chinese and she like lived over there and it's just really kind of like wow you played Michelle or Romy and <laughs> Romy and Michelle's I don't know, it just seems like a interesting trajectory. Right. Hollywood, yeah. from Harvard to that. But right. Yeah, those she red sympathizers
0: dark. always seem, you know, seductive at first.
3: Yeah. Well, she was talking about how, yeah, whatever, but it she was talking about all kinds <laughs> of stuff about China. They didn't get into current. They were talking about when she went to China, like, 25 years ago. thirty Wow. Years ago. Yeah, uh, I
1: just watched the Kanye West documentary in Oh, full. is that good? It's insane. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it all day.
3: Oh, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch that. it. Because oh, they filmed it before this, and we could discuss. Oh, really?
1: Oh, yeah. I should have said, I, I just haven't, I finished it last night, and I stayed up really late last night to finish it, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it all day, because like, the change between Kanye, I won't ruin it for you guys, but the change between well, Kanye- know he 20 years ago yeah yeah exactly (laughs) what do you see like you see he's like a normal person when he's like trying to make it like he's a little bit out there but like Mm. like normal like his voice is different now like everything about his cadence is so different now than then and like seeing it goes from like episode two to three and two is like when he first makes it and three is like current kanye
3: Well, so young Kanye sounds like Bobcat Goldflake. Gold, I know. I know.
2: (laughs) He just put out a music video recently, I think today or or pretty recently, where he's like a claymation and he's kidnapping Pete Davidson. Yeah, he's like burying him up to his neck. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) wow. The big secret with
3: Pete Davidson is that he's like a three hundred year old vampire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He actually looks like
3: one. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) that's what these women are all. They all really like Twilight. Right, right. That's all it
1: is. And Dracula.
2: They like hunt them. What? Kate Beckinsale, then she hunt them. him. I didn't want
3: to help her <laughs> she I actually. I thought it was funny for that to just bomb. She, she, she was just with him
1: for research for the part.
3: <laughs> well, um, Petey would love this, but I told Elena yesterday, I'm like, oh, it'll be fun doing the podcast. I'll be on my period, which means I know that's coming because I start getting mad at Jamie about stuff that doesn't make any sense at all. So if I seem irritated. Um, what are you
1: mad at him about right now?
3: The eating chicken, we were doing this at five. Oh, yeah. He came oh, yeah. in with chicken like a half hour ago or longer, and he starts eating it at five o'clock because he said that you had said you'd be five minutes late.
1: Yeah.
3: And <laughs> notice that his hair is like soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. But I forgive yeah. him for it.
2: I'm just sweating a lot. Yeah, he's
3: just he's just really greasy. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, I could see i would be a real bastard when like, yeah. you're period
1: well a lot of people are real bastards when
3: Hmm. we're on our periods yeah i don't know why i haven't really done like a (laughs) podcast thing or something in a while so i'm thinking like why the hell am i talking about my period why did you tell them that it's a little bit too much information Then i remember we're
0: just all looking for reasons to hate jamie so it's cool Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
3: well chicken one, one funny thing about jamie so um, For anyone that's listening, he wrote a book, which is hilarious, called The Slappening. And it's a, like, what is it, like 300 pages or something? It's long, but it like reads really quick. But it's this wonderful book. But Jamie just keeps giving them away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? what are you? I'm like, how are you supposed to sell books? Like, I don't know. I, don't know. I, just... I,
2: sold, I sold like. Oh, Dude, yeah. I feel like I'm on my period now. What the fuck, yeah. Jamie?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: I don't know. I tried to like. Uh, I told Nicole I tried to sell weed once in high school for like a week and I was just really bad at it because I kept like giving people deals <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I just felt bad charging people. Like, I don't know. It's, uh, How probably, long
3: did it take you to finish a 300 page book?
2: It took me probably like two to three months to write it. Um, and then it, I wow.
3: know it's fast, but he was just that's like, that's into like no it. time. Wow. Yeah.
2: And then I yeah, have too much time to give it away free.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she told Jamie, let me tell you something. When she told me about it in the car ride, I'd known about it, but it served as like a point of embarrassment for me to be your friend. And I haven't even shelled out my money on Amazon.
2: I'll give it to you. (laughs) sorry, I just
0: dug into my, you shouldn't feel bad about demanding money for two to three months of work. That's
3: right. It was longer than the thing is he says two to three months, but he's been writing like every day for years. So it's kind of like when even a comedian gets a really good opportunity, it's like, whoa, they're like came out of nowhere. It's like, no, they've been working on this for years and years and yeah, years. Like, yeah, it's
0: uh, like Gatsby, man, uh, Scott Fitzgerald. He said, there's no such thing as good writing, only good rewriting.
3: That's as right. I died penniless from alcoholism. Yeah. Man, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, this what is. is the life was the named Zelda for fuck's sake.
1: The so tell the people what it's oh,
2: about. There. Tell the
1: people what it's about. Give us a little summary. Yeah, what's uh, the blurb? So
2: I'm just a big fan of horror movies. So uh and especially slashers. So it's basically an 80s slasher. Um, except the killer slaps people to death. And uh, all of the main characters are elderly.
1: Representation.
2: <laughs> so like no. um, wow. I just kind of wanted to take all the for we toast, we're always teenagers um trying to like have sex with each other and i wanted them to be old people trying to have sex with each other
1: which uh, by the way they have a lot of sex and those yeah, yeah, children, there's a lot of sex
3: going on
0: those stds are rampant yeah they yeah. are in the nursing homes yep. yeah
1: what's
3: weird is that uh <laughs> i've read it like like a, a lot and uh you edited it right don't yeah, yeah. But what's weird to me is that even though it's a slasher and even though it's gory and people are dying, it like actually makes getting older seem like kind of fun in a weird way. Cause like it shows, I feel like we think of like the elderly as just kind of like, Oh, what are we going to do with them? And like, they go to like, put them in a retirement community or nursing home. And, and these people, you know, they all lived long lives and they're like very, um, I don't know multi-faceted or i don't know how you describe them but they're also really funny and they're having sex
2: yeah they're all, <laughs> they're all kind of weird like there's this guy named mario he's like a seven foot ex-professional wrestler and he, he just calls everyone jabronis and like smacks old women's asses so. <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> So I some weird casting. And there's characters. a guy
3: named Gurf Yellowbird who yeah. has a prosthetic nose and a metal foot.
2: Yeah, he has a rubber nose and a metal foot. Uh, <laughs>
3: the lead, ca- the main, and the main character, I guess, or the protagonist, is a guy named Fred who's like 90 years old.
2: Oh yeah, and he has a walker long- <laughs> <laughs> with the
3: was, tennis balls like on the bottom of the walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. I feel like it's one of those books too that like people that don't really read that much they'll read it. Cause it's like, right. a, I know I read a lot of thrillers cause I just get bored. like, I need something to make me want to keep reading. So right. I feel that way with it. What,
1: what made you, how long ago did you come up with the idea? Did you originally always want to do it as a book or how did you flesh well, that the,
2: out? The idea came from, I did um, Pete Musto's podcast and uh, we were talking about like slasher movies and stuff.
1: Okay.
3: Uh,
2: and then he, we're talking just about serial killers and there's like a lot of stranglers and, um butchers and stuff when yeah. like, like the south side strangler stuff like that and the
0: hillside
2: strangler but yeah the hillside strangler a uh, lot of
0: side stranglers yeah
2: <laughs> and i was just thinking no one's ever been called like the the something something slapper like someone yeah. slaps people to death like a serial killer and yeah. that's kind of like where the idea came from I mean, for years i had been kind of saying how these horror movies always use these young kids yeah. like teenagers and it would just be funny. <laughs> they had like older people playing all those roles kind of like they're going out to party and they're like all trying to get like laid and they're like buying beer and stuff. Yeah. Kind of like the inspiration, those two ideas kind of come. And how did how was it working together
1: with Nicole editing it for you? Did you guys like find a balance? Do you, do you take feedback?
3: Well, Jamie, I feel like you probably do.
2: I do. um, Nicole's really good. Like if I don't agree with something, she'll like, just, we'll just move on.
3: Yeah, like um, I think you kind of like set up your like if he, it's the whole time I was working on it, it's his book. And so, like, if I have a suggestion or something, and so I'm like, don't feel bad, you can just be like, nope. And then we'll just move on. And so, it's kind of like that. Like, if I had a, but a lot of times he would take the feedback and
2: she was really, really good. Like,
3: yeah, really fun.
1: Yeah, you guys are both so funny and talented writers. I would just feel like the only, it's hard in a relationship because. Tell me if you feel this way with writing, but I get sometimes like very attached to writing and for my day job, screenwriting stuff, like I'll get notes from people and I'll be like very angry. Maybe it's just my anger problem, but I just get very angry sometimes when people tell me to change something and it's hard to let that go.
3: No, I get, he's actually really good at taking the feedback, whether he uses it or not is, you know, but I'm not, because I've been asking forever. My biggest thing in standup is that I have so many jokes. And I've been compiling them so I can do like a longer set and have it all like organized. Nice. And, uh, I can't, I get like obsessive about the order. Cause it really does make a difference. If you have them in like an order, you can like really fuck up your set. Like if you, I don't know, I have tried all these different things. And sometimes it also becomes like rote if I'm doing some of the same jokes. So But I've asked him to um, help with that and he'll like make a suggestion and I'll like be like immediately defensive and no. Or I'll lately, what I'm doing, I'll give him like a bunch of my jokes. Like, what order would you put them in? And I actually, it sometimes it actually works, but but sometimes like he'll give me a tag and I'll do it and it'll completely bomb. (laughs) Is it and what? And if he does
1: that, does it make you feel almost better? Be like, see. Don't
3: I fucking think, get on my joke. I, I tell the audience and they're like, who cares? We don't know what you're even talking about. Yeah. Like my boyfriend gave me that tag.
2: <laughs> yeah, the joke will like eat shit and then she'll blame it on me on stage. <laughs> <laughs> a great idea. You ever like get mad at
0: him and just say, hey, you might as well like take my suggestions. You're not going to sell the book
2: anyway.
3: No, I would never say that. Plus, I'm financially invested in this. Like he told me originally that if... I'll get 20% of the sales. And then somehow it just moved to 7% of the sales. And now I think I'm just getting nothing. <laughs> so, she,
2: she doesn't have to pay renter's insurance.
3: Yeah. My yeah. renter's insurance is waived every month, which is like, what, I think it's like 10 bucks a month.
2: No, it's like 7.50. $7. $7. It. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hey,
2: what's that
1: change in the deal about? From 20 to 7%. I know.
2: <laughs> we didn't sign a contract and I don't know well you know what they
0: say (laughs) writers plan their life around no wait what is it never mind (laughs) fuck
2: that i love love that quote that's a good quote yeah yeah great yeah that's excellent
3: that's a good I like I feel like Elena, your motto should be fuck everyone. Yeah, and fuck everyone. Gonna, I have I have been texting,
1: <laughs> angrily texting Nicole that for the past yeah. couple of days.
3: It's a good attitude to have. I mean, because you can't yeah. control anything that anybody else is doing. You can't control the I, entertainment industry. I know it's still I'm
1: not at that like Zen level yet though. Like I still get really angry. I will have these like bursts of anger about comedy for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's just like I just think so many people that we do comedy with are. Stupid Losers. Oops. This is, By the way, speaking of elderly people, this is my grandpa butt-dialing me on FaceTime audio. That's my my grandpa, I don't know if you can see, Grandpa Cell, he, he butt-dials me on FaceTime audio like twice a day.
0: <laughs> is this the one that's in the slapping?
1: He's, he's a lot like that. He's in his 90s. He's in his 90s. He uses a walker. Actually, this is true. My grandpa is like the hottest guy in the retirement community. Mm. And my grandma has dementia. And as soon as she really like started to fall and be sort of like, she's, you know she doesn't recognize me anymore. Like as soon as that started to happen like every time we would go to the retirement community there would be all these women Like surrounding my grandfather (laughs) in front of my grandma because she forgets every ten minutes, just like all
3: like shuffling over, (laughs) just like flirting with
1: him. Like my cousin, one of my cousins, she's like kind of crazy. Like wanted to beat one of these bitches up, but she's like, "How dare she in front of our grandma? These bitches have no shame." She was like going to
3: beat up some old lady who was like trying to flirt with my grandpa.
2: It's
1: crazy
3: though, isn't there? Like like ten women to every guy or something like that. Like the yeah. greatly outnumbered oh i didn't know yeah i guess because women live longer but there's always so if there's a new guy it's like ooh fresh meat even though it's like incredibly old meat right
0: and my dad must have been real frustrated in there because all he did was punch one
3: (laughs) (laughs) wait what he he fucking
0: punched a lady (laughs) in this in the retirement (laughs) (laughs) home He, he went into arts and crafts and he started doing his, cause he's an ex professor. So he started doing his professorial thing where he's putting his hand up in the air, you know, giving a speech that makes no sense. And one of them's just like, this is arts and crafts. And he just walks up and like slapped her. <laughs> 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 and to me, it was kind of like a, release of tension, I think, <laughs> from like not being able to do that in his real 40 <laughs> years <of being> and <laughs> a- <laughs> so it was overdue. But uh yeah. they didn't feel that way. And the next day I got a call like we're gonna have to move him to another place because when something like that happens you have to write up something and it gets submitted to the state like an oh, assault yeah. kind of thing and all that shit. And then they had to ha- have him on 24 hour one-to-one supervision and it costs all this fucking money oh it's a headache but yeah ma'am
3: oh my gosh i would i would pay money to see that yeah
0: (laughs) i did get to see it i'm fucking kind of
3: pissed yeah Yeah. they left out the part where all the other old people just started applauding yeah
0: (laughs) i should have demanded evidence before they had any fucking talk of moving them anywhere i don't know what i was thinking taking them on their word and shit you know
2: there's something satisfying about like a really loud slap. Like if you ever hear one, like really just connect with the cheek in the right way. Oh yeah.
1: I haven't heard that sound in so long.
2: Yeah. I used
1: to have to do it silently in telenovelas and they would add the sound on later.
2: Oh, it's like WWE.
1: Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that in telenovelas and you have to just be quiet and they add and you have to do like a...
3: (laughs) 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 Well, back to what you were saying about getting frustrated in comedy. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it's weird. It's like trying to find that fine line between like caring too much and not caring at all. It's not a fine yeah. line, something being somewhere in the middle. Because I feel like your stuff comes from you actually really care. You like really want to like work and do this. And it's not just like a scene thing or a social thing. So right. that's really annoying. But Pete right. and I were talking about comedy in the car ride a lot. What was that? Who is that coach that you were talking about? That woman that coached that boxer?
0: Yeah, Ann Wolf.
3: <laughs> yeah, you should watch and, and, that video. What was her her whole thing?
0: Oh, her whole thing was she'd been training this heavyweight championship contender, and he was winning under her. She's like a hard ass ex convict female boxing champion like you watch her highlight reels of knockouts and she like fucking knocks the soul out of like people it's unbelievable but she was training this guy and then the guy quit her pretty much because of old garden variety sexism he was getting ribbed on by his buddies you know you got a woman training you la 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 la. so she went to this fight where he stopped Having her as a trainer mm-hmm. and watched him get knocked out in three rounds by Canelo. This is James Kirkland. And they asked her, they were like, So, uh, what did you think about the performance? And she's just like, Well, if sands and buts was candy chairs and nuts, we'd all be Merry Christmas, but it
3: ain't. It's <laughs> oh my just God. That's advice that's what yeah. I want. to no. know.
0: It was amazing, it's such a good clip. Mm-hmm. I forgot to send it to you, Nicole. I know I told you I would.
3: Yeah, but she just goes on and on about what basically the the hard work that goes into and the people that are willing to do that. And, um. Right, and
0: she's like, the end of the day, you know, this game is get in the ring, punch you in your face, kick your goddamn teeth out, you know, like <laughs> – that it, it's like this ain't no bullshit you know you gotta love to fight more than the game getting your face on tv and all this hollywood bullshit you know and even though we do hollywood bullshit in yes. comedy there's something to be said where you know you're on that stage alone yeah you know, she says the fighters in the ring the fighter does all the fighting but you know then she says it's crucial you have a good team behind you that makes you do the shit you don't want to do but at the end of the day all of us it's make people fucking gut laugh, do it again, 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 set up punch. That's a kill like this other stuff. Oh, you're really hot. So I'm going to, you know, give you this show or this unlimited spots at the hot local comedy club or right. whatever the fuck, all the other things that don't make for a great comic um, in the long run, that's not going to serve you or anybody.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. true. There's um well said the other thing about comedy is is it's so it's so subjective. It's so like back to the there was a scene in the Kanye documentary that reminded me so much of doing comedy. So when he before he made it, he used to like go into because he was he would make beats for like all these rappers. So he knew he had all these connections, right? So he went into the Rockefeller offices. And just would, like, play his music and, like, rap to the people, like, while they were working in their office, like, trying to convince them to sign it. Mm. there's one point where he's performing All Falls Down and, like, giving it, like, all his energy. He, like, puts and in front of, like, a secretary. And she's just sitting there, like, and she's getting a private concert from Kanye West of All Falls Down, like, revolutionary song from a revolutionary album, PD, no matter how you feel about it. But, like, the secretary is just, like, she looks so bored and, like, who the fuck is this guy?
2: <laughs> and I was,
1: like, that's what comedy feels like. You're just, like, pouring your heart out half the time at, like, some shitty bar in front of one person. And they're just, like, what? Yeah. And it can be, like, the best jokes of all time. Yeah. And I'm going
3: like, to yeah. go to walk into Deloitte and just start doing... So we had to get my dog neutered because he kept trying to fuck my boyfriend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true.
3: It's true, actually. It actually and it didn't work. But at least now we know. It's really? Yeah, like,
2: oh, uh-huh. <laughs> no, he kept pumping me afterwards. Yeah. yeah.
3: Did it chill out at all?
2: Uh, a little bit. It's chilled out now. Now he just like wants to like bite me, like play, <laughs> and like, sometimes it, like it really hurts. So. Wow. Plays
3: really. They play like really rough. I mean, it's like why to like latch onto his arm and, <laughs> and flip around. And he's flipping them around I me. Mean, I don't play with him like that at all, so it's like very much their like <laughs> male <laughs> thing. But yeah.
2: yeah, but that, that is true though that um, comparison with the Kanye West thing in the comedy because because the last show I did, I did pretty well. and then last night I did a show, and I could just you know when you are doing your bits and uh, there's just something not connecting. Like yeah there's something off in the energy in the room yeah. or like there's something in the air or something yeah totally a few people doing that like blank stare like where I can't tell if they hate me or if they're like falling asleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was yeah. just such a, a bad set and then it was one of those sets i mean i did i didn't bomb or anything but it was i wasn't happy with the set at all um, right but it was one of those times where i was just watching everyone else go up and no one was killing, but they're all doing decent. And uh, yeah. I had a feeling like most of them were new comics. Uh, and then I went, uh, I've been doing it for a little while now. And I went up and just had this like fucking weird. Set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The worst. Yeah.
1: That's a little worse when you're just like, oh, this crowd is so good. I'm going to crush it. Like these comedians are so much worse than me.
3: And you get up and just eat a dick. Yeah. You know, you like, I feel like you learn more though. You definitely learn more from the shitty experiences. Although, after having so many shitty experiences, when I finally started getting laughs, it would like freak me out to have that sudden response from the audience. And I would like step on the laughs and. uh,
0: I still do. It throws you off when you haven't had a hit in a while and you start, like, what's happening?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Elena, you'll appreciate this and um, I'm sure the rest of you will as well, but I feel like as a, uh, for female comics, it's like, you just get so used to seeing, especially women in the audience like this, just looking at you, just refusing to laugh that, like, yep. just try and make me laugh. Yeah. Well, I was at a show and I won't say who, but as a show over the weekend, and uh there were these guys sitting in the front row and they were like slumped back like this watching all the comics not laughing and i went up and they did not fa- i noticed them but didn't phase me at all i'm so used to people looking at me like that, that <laughs> yeah. thing. but some of the other comics were like especially one was obsessed with these people in the front, like being like that, like, why do you come to a show if you're just going to sit there like this the whole time, blah, 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 blah. And I just thought, like, I didn't even really notice that. I was just like, well, it's cool that there's people here and that they, yeah, but I, I mean, agree. it is weird to sit in the front row and just be like that the entire time and miserable, but I don't know. I feel like female comics, it's like immediately when you walk on stage, you're like met with a lot of that. I don't know. why it. I
1: have to tell yeah. them that I had a kid
3: in the first. Yeah. You have minutes. to say something. I always, that. I
1: always have to, that changed my comedy life, like in the first two minutes telling them that I have a kid and I hate doing a lot of mom jokes, but it's the reaction for some reason it, then it like, it's like, oh, she's suffered or something. Like I have to like, because I'm a mom for some reason, and it's like desexualizes me in some way, like then suddenly I'm much funnier to them
3: yeah or like I, I was trying for a that. while to say that I'm forty like right off the bat, so like my right. two year olds can fucking relax. I'm not interested yeah. in their yeah. gross boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but lately though, I've been trying this new thing where it's I've been doing the same thing where you kind of have to like get them to be like it's cool. I'm not gonna I'm not here to threaten you or anything right right. but I've been starting out just sounding like I'm a, like I'm a complete idiot. And that's actually, been, that's actually. Been. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, what do you mean sounding like you're a complete idiot? i am been saying like, uh, just a heads up. I ate a bunch of portobello mushrooms before the show. So <laughs> don't. I, so I might freak out. Um, don't get scared. <laughs> Mushrooms kicking in. This is my first time doing portobellos, and I was just like, kind of like standing there, and I was just really stupid. But they like, I like, bought it. I feel like some people were actually laughing, not at me in the way you laugh at a comedian, but laughing like this girl is so stupid. And it was great. I had like a great set <laughs>
1: So. that's so insane that you have to convince the audience that you're literally like a total fucking
3: idiot and yeah, then really know what, so i'll accept it. that she does comedy. yeah <laughs> it was interesting it's a new thing i'm trying so
2: yeah it is interesting i forget who the comic was they were talking about like smoking weed on stage like uh-huh. and then someone offered them weed when they got off stage and they're like what the fuck man I don't do drugs
3: <laughs> <laughs> what I don't know like this a famous was a, person no this
2: was a comic at am open like I don't even know who it was <laughs> so that was just
3: their shtick was it no their- it's
2: just funny how the audience like picks up on your jokes what you're thinking they try to like figure out who you are based on your jokes sometimes
1: yeah. I used to close on, an, on a joke about anal a lot and a lot of people would come up to me and like Tell me about their experiences with anal. Oh,
2: yeah,
0: for yeah. sure, Ruth.
1: Right, so <laughs> oh, you could write a little book about that. Yeah, yeah. And it was not necessarily people that you want to hear. It was always women who would come up and be like, "I know anal's the worst." My boyfriend, and then they would go into this like whole story, and I was like, really didn't. Did you have any guys say that? No, I did have one guy come up and be like. I really like that joke. I mean, I used to do one a joke about a ball gag. I used to be much dirtier. And a guy came up he was like, "I really love that ball gag joke."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who that was. Do you
1: remember? Yeah, yeah. And because I thought like everything's so crazy, like it com- like I didn't even think about it. I was like, "Well, that's weird." And I just like moved. On. I think you you guys were both there. And I just like moved on and then like three different male comics on the show like went and told the producer being like this dude said some really creepy shit to elena
2: he had a reputation for doing that to, did he really for to female comics he was kind of creepy yeah <laughs> uh
1: interesting interesting huh. considering where this person is now in terms of female comedians whatever we'll talk about
3: that all right well we should Uh, just stop the podcast so i can ask jamie who the hell you guys are talking about yeah yeah well we'll tell you after and as soon as we
1: tell you'll
3: be like oh that makes sense yeah yeah and then i'll think of something really creepy that they said to me yeah
2: there's another guy that i don't like mind mentioning his name because i think it's kind of funny his name is uh richard peng and uh jesus you know that guy oh yeah he would send like messages messages to everyone like hi 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 Jamie and then with turtle emojis
0: Yeah he did that to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But here goes the thing. He he did that to so many girls in comedy yeah. that a lot of them just automatically were like, "He's a sex offender." Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to jump up and be like, "No, I think he's autistic." I mean, doing just this high thing. high with turtles. They got
3: upset. <laughs> that counts. honestly listening to this right now, by the way. But uh, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, he was just nice. He's just
2: like kind of no, friendly I, I and weird. I think he was a little creepy to some people, but I don't know the full story. But it was <laughs>
3: he never did anything. I mean, there's no rule that you can't just be weird and kind of like strange.
2: I love the turtles. Yeah, turtle. The turtles.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, so funny thing is you think you're the only one that's happening to you. Like it was happening to me. I'm like, what? And then it turns out am like, oh, I'm just okay. one yeah
2: i feel like it happened to ross too like you know, since really? Ross, and ross was like what the fuck <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah
1: i thought i just thought he was so
0: socially inept that he might have something extra with him yeah. or whatever yeah. um
1: i've never met him i don't think he does he doesn't do
0: comedy anymore right I well, he, he does under a different name. And then somebody oh. called him out online and said, he used to harass women and now he's doing it under a different name. This isn't cool. And he actually was a little sharp about it because he changed his name. And I was like, I think that's him in the picture, but he was wearing <laughs> COVID masks. <so> you- he <laughs> wow.
2: just has a big turtle on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh that's great so it doesn't really matter that we said the name because that person no longer exists he uses that name yeah, yeah. yeah. formerly known as
2: yeah. right, right. <laughs> now he's
1: just that. turtle emoji
2: yeah, yeah. settle on the turtle that must have been there's an origin story that i want to know yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: You have him on <laughs> you can find him yeah
1: well we made we made that mistake once already having a, a local person who's kind of crazy on on as a guest we won't say who and the arlington draft house told us not to release the episode (laughs) um
3: do you guys do this every week yes yeah pretty much do you feel like you've learned stuff from talking to the headliners
1: yes Yes.
0: yeah
1: yeah i think we have
3: I definitely think we have it definitely.
1: And it. Def- I mean, the most helpful thing is that definitely PD tell me if you feel this way, like any intimidation of a headliner is like gone. So mm-hmm. when you open for people, you just kind of, cause Yep. I mean, we meet them all. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like any sort of like, Oh, headliner comic, like, I don't know any of that weird stuff and security stuff. They're doing this just
0: gone. Yeah. One leg at a time, you know, yeah just like anybody else that's doing it and yeah they bleed too and that's that
1: yeah Yeah. they're just comics
3: like i don't know at the end of the day we're all kind of the same i mean (laughs) you know has there ever been anyone that you interviewed that you like were actually like a big fan of like oh yeah
0: absolutely i mean of course, I'm biased because I know her and I do road work with her, but I mean the times I've had Ra- we've had Rachel Beinstein on have just been great. I mean she was a
1: great like, guest, she's um, a great podcast guest. I think I became I knew Bobby Lee from LA before, and then he came on our podcast and he was so amazing on the podcast. I thought even though he like he got in a fight with Arlington, but it's all cool now.
3: But oh yeah, I heard about it,
1: a bit of the yeah, he he's talked so about it. He talked about it on the podcast with us. And I was like, I love how he's just like no boundaries, like so himself. And because of having him on and he told I didn't know about his podcast with his girlfriend and he told us about it on our podcast. And now I listen to that podcast every week. So I like became oh, really? a fan of him, particularly in podcasting from him being on our show. And there have been a few people like that that we've had on that I didn't know much about them. yeah. And then I like saw their comedy and became a fan.
0: Yeah, Moses Storm was fantastic. I, that story, Moses, was. Storm,
1: Moses Storm has the most insane. That was the person that I think of everybody. Like
0: his story,
1: and he was so open about it. Like he, his parents were in a crazy cult.
2: Was he the roast battle guy? Was no,
1: he's he just had a special come out on HBO Max, and a lot of it is, is about his childhood. And his parents were in a cult. He like lived in a band for a while. Like his story is insane.
0: And he just lived in like campgrounds, like KOA, campgrounds across America, that shit.
1: Yeah, like he, and he, from like the first second, we always appreciate people that are authentic. You know, like from the first question, he told us everything, which I thought was like super interesting. Cool. i'll
3: have to check that so out that's was, yeah that's always what, what i appreciate
1: most with like our headliners with podcast guests is when they're just authentic because a lot of people will try to do like answer questions and that whole like oh my publicist whatever but when people are just like open mm. i think that
0: yeah felipe esparza was great too
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: you know Let it all out, and then retweeted us and did shit like that. Oh
1: yeah, his memory. Remember, he like he like remembered what he ordered last time he was in DC. I mean, he remembered like the food at the last club he performed at. That guy's memory was insane.
0: Yeah, it is.
3: Yeah. dang I don't have one of those. Yeah, Yeah. he horrible. Actually, he was listening to an interview with Frankie Muniz. You know the guy from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. like that. I just saw it when I was looking through her podcast. I was like, what happened to that guy? And so I was listening to it, but and he said that apparently he has a memory that's so horrible from just like concussions, and he gets like oral, um, like oral, uh, I don't know why, how do you say it, uh, migraines. Uh, not that that would affect your memory necessarily, but whatever. But he can't. Yeah, I was gonna say, he said from, that it's from concussions. I think I know where it's actually from. But okay. Well, he said it's from. <laughs> oh, what.
2: It's drugs, yeah, it's definitely drugs. whenever he was
3: a kid, though. He said he doesn't remember Malcolm in the middle. I mean, he was like
2: his dad was uh breaking them, he was doing, yeah, like that's North right. Brian France that's to right. Maybe. They're all the whole cast was on this
3: yeah. <laughs> now. He's a yeah, race car he so driver, weird. he is. Mm-hmm. Wow, hmm yeah, he got job.
1: I remember he always had, I remember I would see him at like clubs and stuff in LA, and he always had like insane cars, like with the. With the that's thing
3: what, in the back. It was you know? Steve O's podcast and he was talking to him. That's what he says. Like, I just remember you being like 16 years old having like the craziest cars.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. That's how like I remember he was always you would always really know when he pulled up to a place because his cars were like bright green with like like they looked like Fast and the Furious.
2: Oh uh, and when
3: he gets out, it's just disappointing. Yeah, yeah, totally.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like who's letting a child drive that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's just like, what
1: a fucking nerd,
2: <laughs> Agent Cody Banks.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I just remembered that. That's again.
3: right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Wow,
2: the weird pool.
3: Yeah, all right. Well, what else is going on with you guys? What else? Uh, is going with us?
0: Nothing. We're just so excited to read the slapping and then we also are. watch uh, a certain new podcast coming to the Stratosphere, you guys want to?
3: Oh yeah, we're trying to. Atlanta- <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, Nicole and
1: I are working on another podcast. You know, if you guys are craving Nicole and I on a podcast, you should watch the latest uh, season of Love Island UK. Uh, we have a podcast about it called Two Blondes Crack on a Love Island Podcast. You can find it everywhere that you get podcasts. Um, it's just us talking about Love Island. It's pretty great, and we're working on doing some something new but we're working on it still, still under construction.
3: Okay. Trying to figure
0: I'll, out. Yeah. yeah. On like, you know, mini podcasts of like, you know, you pick one theme, you do like six or eight episodes and you switch to something else rather than trying to be like the foremost authority on, I don't know, whatever. And just let it ride for years. Like some people do. I think this, this approach is good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, let, let it ride for years, like
3: us. Yeah. <laughs> like this podcast. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I forget what i was going to say. Oh, do you guys watch, Elena, you watched Love is Blind, right? It did. I haven't finished it yet. I'm no. distracted watching Kanye.
1: But Is it good? It is it worth watching? We yeah, I like to watch it together. I like it. And, and I'm very picky with my reality TV. And I, I liked the first season a lot. And I like this season, too. I feel like it should just be called Surprise, he's ugly. Yeah. Well, this, I guess they pick a city every time. So this, this season is Chicago because Josh and I were watching it. Like, oh, like that explains why. They were like significantly less attractive. Than yeah. And the last season was in Atlanta. And this season is Chicago. And there's so much, part of the best part of it is there's so much disappointment. <laughs> when they meet
3: oh that's what
1: i want i, I actually
3: yeah. want to there's, a there. there's a lot there's a lot of
1: that because um, nobody there's not like like last time pretty much everybody's hot and so much of it is like was like oh they meet and she's hot so it's fine but this season there's a lot of oh that'd be great
2: i really like the guy um he was- he was asking if she he could pick her up he's like what oh yeah, yeah, yeah on, on
1: his shoulders yeah. <laughs>
2: he, yeah he was trying to figure out what how much she weighed and he's like yeah 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 <laughs> hypothetically
1: yeah I was like that's gross but also like I kind of get it like at least they can get an idea you know what I mean yeah. I feel
3: like if they had a love is blind DC every guy would look like Jared from Subway 100% <laughs> and all the women would be just like I don't know what they would be like. They'd be wearing a pantsuit. They'd
2: yeah. Be, and they'd be angry. Yeah,
3: yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. Or with, with like the, the top knots
3: that.
2: Yeah.
1: Like a North face.
2: They would have like a lot of self-importance and armpit hair. Probably. That's, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> they'd all be from
0: Ohio. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. They'd all be the smartest girl from their town in Ohio. I feel like. The prettiest girl from like whatever random town in Ohio goes to L.A. And the only the one who was like too smart to get along with everybody comes to D.C.
3: No, I think every student council president. That's right. President of your student council. You live in Washington. That's right. And you complain about comedy shows. That's right. And yell at me if
1: I don't throw away my dog's poop in the right trash can, which has happened to me a lot. Not that I throw it away in the right trash can.
2: I always put mine in the recycling bin. Like yeah. my own poop,
1: not my dog. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Well, on that note, we want to thank Nicole and Jamie, uh, for being on our podcast. Uh, where can the people find you? What, are you? what
3: shows are you doing? Where can people find you on social media? I started using TikTok, and I'm making little videos of my stand-up, which is fun. I'm trying okay. to make them ridiculous with, like, stickers. and. They music. are really funny. You guys should watch them. Oh, thank you and jamie where can we buy your book
2: uh the slappening is now on amazon um, and you can buy it on kindle as well Or if you're local you can send me a message and i'll deliver you a signed copy wow might even be free if i don't get better at being a server <laughs> i want
1: i would like to buy a signed. Copy.
2: Please. okay i'll handle it yeah
1: yeah I, I will not accept I, I will not accept it for free i would like to buy a signed copy
3: we're actually going to like a book like different we're going to go on to different like horror things and conventions and stuff to sell it so it'll be really fun and then i'm hoping while we do that that we can do stand-up wherever we are to kind of scope out yeah. different spots oh that'll be cool. hopefully move out of this area at some point but it's just hard to decide where to go i know so, i know we've talked about this we're all
1: up in that too
2: mm. yeah because it's a cool thing to plug i feel like a lot of comics, like if you produce a special or you have a special because i never even thought of this before i've been plugging the book after a stand-up set mm. and i actually do sell a couple copies and that like adds up um over time mm.
1: oh nice and you don't see a lot of comics selling books after they're set so i think that's like a yeah.
3: thing to do i want to yeah. start plugging his book because i want to get 20 percent of the sales. Five. so it'll be here. Oh, it's five now. Five percent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> all right,
1: guys. Well, thanks and, so much for coming on CounterCurrents.
0: And I, I will say this, too. So all this coming week, I will be in Florida rolling around with Hennessy Williams III and taking care of business. Then uh, March 19th, 7 p.m., if you're anywhere near Denton, Maryland, that's on the way to the beach out Route 50.
3: Oh, um, yeah, I'll be there, too.
0: You'll be at to that too? Yeah. Denton, Maryland, Market Street Public House?
3: Oh, no, I'm doing the winery. Oh, oh the winery. no, I'm not doing Oh, I didn't know you were winery. doing that. Yeah, I was doing I, it. I he asked me to do that show, and I said no, because Denton, Maryland's far. Not for anybody around here, if you'd like to go. It's a nice two-hour yeah. drive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Our fan base in Denton, if you want to show up, I'm there. Mike Quinlan's there. We're each doing like $20, um, $10, $15 at the show. But it should be fun. 100 people out in the middle of nowhere. And um, we're going to have a blast.
1: Nice. Nice. Okay, let's promote. And uh, if you guys want to see me, um, I'll be at Arlington Draft House, opening for Michael Costa On March 18th and 19th, and then I'm going to be in New York at the Grizzly Pair doing a bunch of spots the weekend of the 24th, 25th, and 26th of March. So check that out.
2: Fantastic!
1: Thanks, everybody. Thank Thank you. you. Bye.
2: Thanks.